0: Well, hello, once again, you have found a Texas Steampunk Connection, broadcasting to you throughout the multiverse, Steamverse, from our various bunkers and airships. With me, as always, is Thax, Gentleman Adventurer. Hello, hello. With me is Jack from Steam Chest. Hello. <laughs> and you with us today,
1: Master Blue Stocking from <laughs> Steampunk Dollhouse Podcast. So once again, we are here to talk, oh, probably about Steampunk, most likely, because what this is about Thank you for listening to the Texas Theme Punk Connection. He's here! Is he here? No. Oh, we were getting worried. Thax and I were going to have well, to make awkward and weird conversation for the next time, which is not that different, but... I
0: mean,
2: we did a 10 us. minutes already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to come on going, you're not going to make it that hard for me to get on. I'll figure it out. You're not going to get rid of me that easily. Well, thanks gotta- for joining us, Jack.
2: I know. Luke, Talking and Rita and I have been holding down the fort, talking about well, the
0: weather. I know Rita can definitely hold hold it down for us, <laughs> stalwart anchor that she is for our
2: podcast. I will say that uh, down here, the weather has been under a hundred degrees for days. Good. Is this that false fall I've been hearing about?
1: <sighs> yeah. Apparently. Don't get my hopes up. It's going to dry. Yeah, this week was supposed to be not too, but it's not. Not too bad, but then it's going to go back Mm. up to the hundreds for a little while. But it can only, well, I'm not going to say that because if I say it can only last for so long, (laughs) then summer (laughs) will last until November. (laughs) Oh,
0: I remember so many days where it's been like over 100 degrees, you know, Christmas Day. So in Texas? Yes. West Texas. It could be 100 degrees in West Texas on on freaking Christmas.
1: I have never, I think I may have driven through West Texas at one point when I was a wee child. I don't remember much.
0: There's nothing <laughs> much to remember.
1: <laughs> which might be Pretty why I do
0: Pretty <laughs> flat. Trees, trees are important. It's one reason I'm like, I live here and I'm like, I love the trees. But then I also have this thing of I, I can't cut down a perfectly good tree. It just doesn't make it. breaks my brain. And uh, there's logging around here, which just utterly blows my mind. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Johnny Steverson says, Good to see you. Well, it's good to see mm-hmm. your... To be seen? As well. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be seeing Glad my all my gears working. Make sure that's <laughs> <laughs> nice test of the old machine. So what's gone? Uh,
1: what's happened in the last two weeks?
2: Um, we lost Nichelle Nichols, which Olivia is-
1: Newton John <laughs> yesterday,
2: just yesterday, yeah. Um, the uh, the voice actress who was Ursula in the Little Mermaid,
1: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. She had a long no. uh, yep professional history. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of folks have passed away this last year. Um, so that's i mean i don't it's funny i don't know how to feel about a, a lot of the the folks that, right now i mean the the people who are passing have a, are up in age you know they're, yeah, they're old where it's yeah. not an, a surprise and so
1: but it still feels like a loss yeah but you don't know how to feel yeah
2: yeah yeah i'm under the uh, belief that they're they're actually Going places that that uh, there are things to look forward to. Um, <laughs> I think that's for however you want to yeah. uh, paint it. But uh, I'm when it's my time to go, I'm ready to go.
1: The only well, I remember I broke down and cried when Prince died and Robin Williams. When Robin Williams, when I heard about Robin Williams, yeah, I just sat on the couching for a little that while and then that's... when I heard about Prince, but Prince was a part of the, the what the culling of. 2017, when we were just celebrities were in musicians David and musicians, right. they were going uh, let um, yeah um oh god, there were so many uh what Lemmy from uh remember now uh, Motorhead Yes, Motorhead yeah. um yeah there was just I can't even think of them all. There's so <laughs> many that was just a horror. Aw. puppies and to make you feel better. Yeah, it so it's never you know some of them like Betty White. I mean she was what 12 days shy of 100.
2: Yeah yeah. So, That's not a race I even want to participate in. (laughs) That, that, just let me go. Call.
1: She was kicking right up until the end.
0: Oh oh, yeah, yeah. She was very lucid um, and sharp. Yeah, older she got, the funnier she was.
1: Because she didn't have anything to worry about anymore. What does she care She's about? She's like,
0: I'm freaking Betty White. What are you going to do? You're going to well, kill my career? Oh, you mean I'm going to go the, finally have a vacation?
1: Well, especially the Betty White renaissance that happened because of the internet. and Everybody started okay. falling in love with her all over again.
2: You know, I don't think her, her style of humor ever changed. She was that way the all whole time. time. I'm yeah. Betty White. What are you
1: going to do? the
0: sliced yeah. bread.
1: Yeah. Or actually, uh, no,
0: it's the other way around. Slice bread's the best thing since Betty White.
1: Because she's older than slice bread.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I see you got a drink there.
1: Yes, I do. I got the Corona.
0: <gasps> we don't oh say that much around I have
1: we'll this very lovely
0: beer. Poke through a mask and just sit there and just like slurp <laughs> on a Corona. Utterly terrible.
1: <laughs> and what does Jack have?
0: Oh. Jack, what do you. Uh,
1: what is that? Down there?
0: I'm going with my. Usually stand by here if I can get the
1: oh, Yingling. Yingling. Yep, it's I do a like good a Yingling beer all around. It is. I had never had it till I went to Pennsylvania. Yeah, and then I got back, but it wasn't available down here when I moved home. Nope. So it's only it available in the last couple of years here. Yeah, like the last two. And, and thanks.
0: Um, <laughs> I know? have uh,
2: lemon apricot brains. <laughs> <laughs> <A> double <laughs> yes, smoothie sour. Um,
1: it's a beer?
2: It, Where it's do you a come up beer? with these
1: things? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the grocery store is having this sale. I mean, you get a four-pack the of these are probably for 20, bucks, 20 bucks for it's a like four-pack, I guess. And I got them for five. So I was like, even okay. if it's bad, I'm going to try it. This is, I mean, you've got to see it. It looks like juice.
1: Yeah, it does. Um <laughs> well, the it, it
2: like half of it should be juice. I <laughs> <laughs> sour beers and acidic, fruity flavors go really well together. And this kind of reminds me of a uh, Orange Dreamsicle beer.
1: Ooh, <laughs> I love those.
0: It's, it's so, nice. I like it. When, we, when I lived up in Maryland for seven months with my brother, who lived up there for about seven years, um, we drove through Delaware to get to the beach, and on our way through Delaware, which oddly looked Oddly enough, looks a lot like East Texas. Huge, tall trees, and then they'll just be like an area that they've just plowed the trees over and put a cornfield. So, but randomly enough, on the way on the highway, there was a Sonic. There's not been a Sonic for hundreds of miles. There's not even one in Maryland at the time. I I didn't even know there was one in Delaware. We just when we had to pull in and have like dreams and ocean water.
1: Oh, ocean water! Love ocean water. That is the best hangover remedy. Oh, my
0: Lord. This is right before Google Maps and all that fun stuff, too. So it was one of those things of when you found a gem like that, you wrote down the address. And so every time we went to the beach after that, we'd stop for dreamsicles because it was just like the flavor of home.
2: Uh. (laughs) Do you remember when we had Steve Metz on the show and he was promoting his Kickstarter for that uh, new uh, uh, weird book of spells and, and dark magic? I finally you
1: know, got mine! Was I that before me? Huh? I think that must have been before... I don't remember that. That must have been before that me. thing is huge! Oh, wow. Look at that. I feel like- left out now.
0: I-, hmm? <laughs> I didn't have the money at the time. <laughs> wow.
2: Mail him, maybe he'll help you out. But, uh, yeah, this was... And, and I got the, the full-size one. They had a a smaller um, edited one. It's no, for it's less pocket money. Size. But, but I got... I, I can't just like have half the
0: story, so I got the whole thing, and uh, it, it's just it's such an awesome prop. It's, is that the one that has like the three different storylines running through it? Um, oh, wow. it's,
2: it's it is. the it's got
0: the original author and then the an academic
2: who's gone in and made like liner notes
1: uh, particularly
2: okay. for like stuff that's in Latin. It's
1: got annotations liner notes to
2: write what it is in English because I don't speak Latin, and that that author is sort of. That's all he does. He doesn't really make any plot. But then there's the uh, the person the book was written for, and they go through and write other liner notes, and then they read the book again and make new liner notes in a different uh, color ink
0: as they're uh, going through, like actually doing the stuff in the book. The I go into piece. that pl- that place and saying, "Yeah, I found that secret." That secret hole that my, you know, that the person who was writing the book, you know, found, and then I, I discovered this and this.
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
0: that's kind of cool. like there's four stories written in there at once.
1: It sounds like House of Leaves. If you've ever read House of Leaves by Mark Danielowski, Um it's wild, and the original printing of it. Because I did have a first edition, but that stayed with my second husband. Um, it was the same way, where it had the different storylines going, and it had the annotations in there in different colors, and it was yeah. And if you know who the um, the musician Poe is, she was real popular in the late nineties, early two thousands. Her second album is actually meant to go along with the book because the author is her brother. <laughs> so if you remember the song Drive. Um, by Poe back then, hey, or Hey Pretty.
0: I have to go looking up.
1: And then there's a guy that's talking in the middle of it. He's it's her brother reading passage a passage from his book, but it's the same thing where it's yeah it's this wild story, but there's other storylines going into it, and it's got the yeah it's really cool. So that's awesome. How much was that, Tax?
2: Four hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I uh, it's a couple books. Worth, <laughs> worth I uh, I bought four other books with it. That the wife doesn't. <laughs> know about
1: well she doesn't know
2: <laughs> she's she's not in the room <laughs> that's why you can tell us now he, he wrote he he uh made like he took an actual set of um medieval uh, manuscripts and republished them in this same style of handmade huge uh and and I, I bought them. <laughs> oh,
0: that's the one with like the, the the circles, uh, the the guy's name. Anyway,
2: uh, the ones I got, he, he had a number of options, uh, but I got Agrippa's Philosophy of Magic, volumes one through four. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of only a few options that he had that were in English, ah. and I really wanted to be able to read them. Yeah, and even in English, they're hard to read. <laughs> yeah.
1: But anyway. Yeah, I wrote a paper about Cornelius Agrippa. Fun fact about Agrippa, he successfully defended a witch in Metz. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a interesting case. Just look it up sometime. He, Yeah, this woman was accused of witchcraft. He didn't do it because of any social justice reasons. He just wanted to see if he could successfully defend this woman against the church as a witch. And he did. <laughs> yeah, it was a challenge accepted kind of thing. And he did it. Yeah.
0: I almost hate <laughs> to be the witch on trial going, hey, I'm a little person here.
1: <laughs> nope. She was a test case. She was a <laughs> test she case. Was. <laughs> this was before IRB and ethics and studies. Yeah, he just wanted to see if he could do it and he did it and it was really cool. Oh, man,
2: I had this weird idea today that we'll probably never do anything with but the the Mal- malia
1: There
2: you go. The the witch's hammer, hammer the witches. Yeah. uh was very popular in in uh, late Victoria late Victorian no. That time where they like to hunt witches. No, um, that was
1: the yeah, the the mid, the six, 15th, fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth century.
2: And I thought it would be a lot of fun to write a different book of the same style and the same voice on how to find witches and date them. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> how wicked and conniving they are and how Hot that is and how you could totally find a <laughs> witch well
1: marry her and save her life yep. <laughs> hey
0: loose thoughts put a ring on it <laughs> <laughs> on.
1: so wrong
2: um, what have we got for homework today who wants to do homework
1: I got something. I actually have something. Yeah, um, it popped. It was actually, I heard about this on a podcast that I listen, a daily podcast I listen It was just one of those throwaway things, but I went looking for it because um, the show usually asks their guests, what's something in your search history? And this guy was like, um, can you ride in a blimp? And I'm like, wait, what? And so he started researching air blimps, dirigibles, airships. And what was interesting is that, okay, so how many blimps do you think are in existence right now? Functioning in the world. Like
0: 16 or 32. Eh.
1: It's
0: an odd, spe- Oddly specific. It's kind of most of them are probably Goodyear. And there's only like 35 pilots.
1: In- it's actually roughly 25. Okay. And the biggest group is the air sign airship group, which is awesome. <laughs> but um, the other thing that they were talking about is that, um, and I went and I found the Goodyear passenger guide. The only way you can ride, on an airship or a blimp is the one of the Goodyear blimps. You have to only do it by invitation. Yep. There's no other way you can do it. And most of the people that are able to get those invitations is because it's like charity auction things where you're paying just an absurd amount of money in you order to do it. Get
0: know a guy and write a large check.
1: Yeah, and it's, I was, and I mean, it still sounds like it would be fun to do, but it's also sounds like you, know, you have to wear comfortable clothing and shoes with good traction.
0: It's <laughs> like being on a boat. <laughs> I mean you're you're walking on yeah. aluminum. I get, it makes yeah.
1: sense to me. I, I get this. Climb but I, also understand, get
0: up there. I understand. It sounds absurd to a lot of
1: No, no, I just it we have this idea in you know in steampunk especially of this romantic idea of the the airships and you get on the airship and you sit in your little chair, you know, your little seat inside the airship and you have snacks and tea and no you are <laughs> the up you there exposed to the elements. <laughs> <laughs> so wear warm clothes, you know, and yeah, you have it's to climb the ladder to get up to there. Those things up. <laughs> but I, just, I don't know. I thought it was, cause yeah, there's um the air sign airship group there. They own and operate eight of them. That's like the direct TV blimp and the MetLife blimp, gotcha, but there's, yeah. yeah, there's a whole, there's 25 of them in the world and that's it. So if you want to take a ride on one, you got to probably get, get it in an auction and you can put on your, Clothes for the sub freezing temperatures and your sneakers and go take a ride on an airship. So also,
0: I- yeah, you try to build your own. Becoming a null, was it, null air pilot's license or something like that is exceedingly difficult. Um, it is, it is apparently, well, first off, it's expensive. So, mm-hmm. like, only businesses will actually pay for you to get it. Okay. And uh, there's only, like you said, two places that actually want pilots that can fly them mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah it's a very 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 specialized skill set and it takes a lot of training so <clears throat> but you know i always wanted to ride on one so who knows maybe one will come up for auction someday i'll <laughs> be able to afford to, to get it
0: well, honestly, building, building, on is, to... building one is easier than than getting the, the license to fly it
1: Okay, safely Um, building one and getting it safely in the air and not dying in a fiery Hindenburg-type disaster?
0: Actually, it's a lot of math, and you're not using hydrogen. You're using helium. But one guy had to build one, and basically he had to take it out to a certain area and get it rated as, as a null blimp, basically a blimp, and it had to be under a certain size and a certain lifting capacity and all that stuff. It was almost an ultralight he had to put like a couple more pounds on it so that it just sunk downwards versus stay null in the air at sea level. And, uh, it's like, you're, you're writing a fine line here, sir. And he's like, well, it's a blimp. It's supposed to be a fine line.
2: (laughs) I was holding onto this story, uh, for when I didn't have my homework ready. (laughs) Let me bring bring it up. I was watching this, uh, YouTube video. Like I do all day about, um, advanced technology. And, uh, Future airships mm. and how that they are being uh, engineered with new technology and creating hopefully the possibility of, of airship travel in the future. And let, th- this kind of blew my mind. Um, you guys mentioned helium as as the uh, the, the lifting agent because mm-hmm. hydrogen is is somewhat flammable. <laughs> But the advantage to hydrogen is it's lighter than helium, right? Lighter, Mm -hmm. yeah. So let me ask you, what's lighter than helium?
1: Nitrogen?
0: Nope. (laughs) Nope, nope, it's not lighter because it still pools near the bottom.
2: Consider consider your your table your table of elements from college chemistry. I (laughs) I
0: have the internet. Lighter than helium.
1: (laughs) Well isn't helium like a stretched thin resource as it is, it's one of those things the world's running out of helium or something.
0: Well, we only have some new helium mines. One of the largest ones are here. Okay, in wait, seriously?
1: States. It comes from mine. Come on, are you? It comes from a fucking rock.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. Just- uh, so Does it really? apparently, helium is the second most abundant element in the universe, right? After <laughs> hydrogen, it just comes from a rock in our case, or in ah. space where it's just out there. It- no, it, stars are made out of hydrogen and helium. Yeah, <laughs> lots of them.
2: Um, but it's hard to so... mind the, the sun. But what what is lighter weight than hydrogen? That is my question. I, don't I know a lot of my sci-fi's fire. got it. He's got it. The answer back. is nothing. Ah. Nothing is yeah. lighter, and that's what they're going to fill airships with in the future. Just I the told you this blew my mind. The whole they're going to have. Instead of balloons, they're going to have hard structures that are able to hold uh, a vacuum, nothing inside, which will pull the 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 structure around it up and away from the high pressure area, which we call air. Isn't that
0: wild? Vacuum airships.
2: It's sort of like it makes sense when you think of like lighter than air gases in a balloon. We see that all the time. But when you start to think about nothing,
1: I don't holding you
2: up. So I
1: don't understand this, any of that. Okay, okay so I I also the same, exactly the same principle.
0: So in this same idea, imagine a one-liter bottle full of air, and then like, just oxygen, and then have another one full of helium, and then have another one that's just vacuumed out completely. The vacuumed out one completely will float better than all the other two. The other ones will sink just enough depending on the weight of the air inside of them. So having less of something in an air, you're, you're forcing less of something to be in an area. So instead of having it where it would shrink down like this, you're forcing the nothing to be bigger. So... That, that, that take out of context
1: yeah first. hi i'm a rhetoric major i do <laughs> i'm history in english if if
0: yeah no i there there are some so concepts that in the same way that an the, air like okay a bl- air balloon is actually the perfect way to explain this in a lot of ways cold air is thicker hot air is like is less thick there it expands be- because it's everything's excited so therefore essentially vacuum is like the Furthest case scenario of like the most excited thing because there's probably only like two or three electrons and the air molecules bounce okay. Electron. A lot less air molecules e- able to even bounce around to be excited in such an environment. Um, I don't like and you. It's, think, you know, it's, it's still going to be the hard case has to be built in a certain way, right? That's going to take a lot of material to keep it from collapsing in on itself and imploding.
2: And that's the trick: making through. a a rigid structure that can hold a vacuum. And not weigh so much that it undermines the whole point of it.
1: Yeah, I will take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. I'm a girl, but there are no, some it, concepts that no, are hard for my no, brain to wrap around. You're a librarian, all right. <laughs> I have dyscalculia, and so anything that feels vaguely abstract to me, it's really hard for me to. That's why I like history and English because they're they're immutable. They're right there, and I can understand them. And when it comes to science, it's for me, science, I
0: know a I know lot about things a little. I, need- <laughs> like, I know like about this much about a lot of things.
1: You know, just enough to be dangerous?
0: <laughs> yes, enough to know that I can hold a conversation about large concepts, but the moment like, I run into my, my father-in-law who starts doing the math on it, I'm just like, all right, I'm going to believe you on that because I don't know enough to be. Yeah. Like, I, like At that point in time, you've lost me. Yeah, but, I'll take um,
1: your word for it. Yeah,
0: it's Like, <laughs> will it work? Can we build it? Sure, I'll follow your instructions.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, not not one of my areas of specialty.
0: <clears throat> but if <apparently clears throat> my advice says it was everything. mentioned in the
2: Difference Engine by Gibson, oh, God, never I've never read that.
1: I have, but it's but, been so long. <clears throat> it's been more than ten years since I have read that. It's a good book. I remember I liked it, but
2: <laughs> I thought it was wild blew my mind. I was like, I gotta sh- talk about this on the show
0: someday.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, well, see, I'm glad I provided you would, with that chance. <laughs> this would work so
0: well for like like ballast on an, uh, like a submarine where you have to blow out the water. From, well, you use air tanks to blow out the, ba- the bladder ballasts of, air, of a submarine so that the water vacates the area and the ship goes upwards because it's lighter. It would actually be better if you could just pump all the air out of there and not have water at all because then you'd be horribly light. Because you would just be under this weird... Like, physics just wants to pull... Just It it abhors a vacuum, so therefore it doesn't know what to do with you. And uh, so apparently we're just going to yet again defeat science with... Defeat nature with a loophole. (laughs) Like, flying. Oh, air moving over and under something has to move at the same speed. We're going to freak out and mess up here. Allow lift to happen.
1: All righty. Well, Jack, did you bring any home?
0: Well, yes, I did. Uh,
1: <laughs> you don't sound so sure.
0: Oh no, I, I, I ran across this article on the Mary Sue website, and it caught my eye because August second at fourth uh, fourth four at four thirty uh, six p.m. person posted this. This steampunk Nutcracker retelling has me humming Christmas songs in August, and I'm like, well. That fits right in with what I want to talk about.
1: Okay. First
0: off, something cooler than our current environment. (laughs) Let us see if I can share my screen here on this. Because it looks really pretty. And uh, I will admit, I have not read anything about this. I saw it, and I'm like, I'm going to save this. And then got sidetracked. So, (laughs) but here is some art from it. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. Despite seeing the ballet once as an elementary school trip, all my core memories of the epic Christmas adventure of *The Nutcracker* and *The Mouse King* by E.T.A. Hoffman are solidified with the 2001 straight-to-home film *Barbie and the Nutcracker*. <laughs> Due, to <all> op- <laughs> yeah. Due to all the performance adaptations and remixes, most people's association with the story is not the 1816 original. So when I saw this steampunk retelling in the graphic novel form, my interest was piqued. And then I saw the agile moments of the rat, uh, movements of the rats on the page, and I knew that this was going to be a fun ride. So the basic synopsis reads the steampunk Carol tells the story of little Caitlin Ward and her bizarre encounter with the tin soldiers and the terrible seven headed mouse king, which guides her to some important discoveries about her mother and her fate. All right. I'm hooked. I want (laughs) to know about the seven headed mouse lord now. (laughs) And so apparently this exists in the world and I now have to go find it. Is it a comic or? It it is a graphic novel. It's a graphic novel. Okay. So, I'm looking to see if there's. Where do I get this? If you want to buy a copy as a gift, ah, must be it right here. I'm going to click it and see what happens. <laughs> Aha! It is a Kickstarter. Kickstarter, okay. So far, they have 10 grand and they only need 16,000. They already have 250 people and 16 days to go. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And here's an early <laughs> release.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> an
0: interesting uh, art style.
1: That's pretty. It kind I like of it. reminds
2: me of. Uh, classic sort of
0: 1950s yeah, a retro look. It's it's all watercolor painting it looks like. It could be wrong.
1: That's pretty. Toss the link into the... I shall.
0: I'll do both, both of the things. Let's see. I have to go to the website for that. I gotta watch ourselves real quick so I'm gonna turn <laughs> this off before I have inception. <laughs> so that was my homework. Although short but very interesting.
1: No, it's cool. Very cool.
0: We've just discovered a very rare bit of audio from
2: former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen.
1: I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe that the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvelous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey broadcasting your marvelous music, and sail on to glory. If
0: you would like to find out more about this program, please check out ClockworkCabaret.com or ClockworkCabaret.Podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at ClockworkCabaret. That's C-L-O-C-K-W-R-K-Cabaret. Uh,
2: my homework, I don't know how steampunk it is, but uh, it's it's on my mind. I just finished the first season of Bridgerton, okay, which is sort of too new to be Rococo punk and too old to be Victorian steampunk. That Regency period was yeah. like the <laughs> no man's land of the steampunk community. <laughs> but I thought, hey, let's, let's talk about that for a while. You guys have seen Bridgerton? No. It was, no. It was very popular. Uh, it was. And then it stopped being popular so I could watch it. <laughs>
1: I know about it. I mean, I know, I know it came from a series of romance novels, and I, I know a lot of people that enjoy it. I just didn't get around to watching it.
2: Yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing, too. And uh, it was... I'm still trying to make my mind up. <laughs> it, the, all the characters are very likable. It's very enjoyable to watch. The costumes are a lot of fun. The soundtracks are really cool. Uh, the actors are very good acting. Um,
1: <laughs> good actor people? Could, i mean After the
2: actors are are good at, at the characters and the characters are are you like them right <laughs> but at the same time it's it's got all the uh what i am learning are romance novel tropes that don't make a lick of sense
1: <laughs> no they just make people happy
2: um and so yeah as i'm watching this with erica i hate interrupting i'm like why are they acting like this? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? She's just looking at me like have you never read a uh, romance novel, it? no.
1: They're not for everybody, but the, the and actually there's another twitter discourse going on about romance novels. The key I, thing to a romance novel is the happily ever after at the end and it's it's important for some people. It's you know, it's a good escape. It's it's just meant to. But yeah, I I read a lot of romance novels when I was 16, entirely
0: too many. <laughs> I don't remember the name of, I, I got some books that they are romance novels, but they were steampunk oriented, but the, the writer wasn't normally, like a, she didn't do it normally as her thing. She's written a lot of books and I cannot remember the name of her book What, series.
1: steampunk wasn't her usual thing?
0: Yeah, but or, she wrote like I mean. at least three books in the genre of, of the deal. And they were very funny. I'll admit that the humor was more important than anything else. And uh, it bounced around really well. Do you I will remember admit, who? they're probably not for me, but uh, I'm glad they exist, and I'm glad it makes people read.
2: <laughs> I, I bring it up uh, to some degree because of the last last episode we talked about uh, Victorian rules for uh, dating and socializing, and uh, the the different uh, the courtship, right, right, and and um, the imbalance of of uh, rights between men and women and it, this was as far as i know the same rules um just 100 years earlier uh during king george the 3rd but you know the same uh so so i thought that was worth bringing up considering we would have been talking about it and watching it like seeing this at least in this uh this this author's recreation it had a lot of things that that i could only describe as Grooming, right? This this whole show is about grooming young girls to get married to old men. Yeah, that's
1: that's history, man. <laughs> I, I knew that, but actually seeing
2: it is, is extra gross. I mean, now the main characters do not all marry old men. Most of them are, you know, being wooed by by young men and <laughs> and all that. But it had to do
1: with how know, much money he had. Yeah, title. Yeah, ew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the 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 main character, uh, the the heroine, she looks like she's got to be like fifteen or sixteen, it's way too young, to for for me as a modern person to be, you know, kind of seeing her being sexualized. The actress is not that young. I had to no. look it up.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> they usually aren't teenagers anymore. In but shows.
2: man, by the last few episodes. We're talking Cinemax level of smut. <laughs> it's like, oh no!
0: I,
1: <laughs> yeah, I could
0: have been somewhere else.
1: Romance, no- romance novels. Some of them, a lot of them, can really get down into the details. Like well, I said, I, I read mean, a whole I lot about it, of them. The when reason I was they're written
0: is they're the kind. They're, they're kind of the the parallel to magazines in a lot of ways. It, it just depending on how. I guess the writer and the author and how deep you're going into it and your flavor of what you want out of it. But, um, and that, that I know there's like a psychological thing too. And so like men will go with pictures more than, more than stories, 90% of the time, but like the story element and the romance, the romance going up, leading up to a lot of events and people's relationships are uh, more important to the other side of the, uh, of- I like a good story. Uh, <laughs> I, well, we know how to woo you now. <laughs> get you a good. Get you a good. Uh, good romantic uh, lead into your into your love life. Well, if we we're just talking about you know
2: eroticism and uh, sexy stories, and, and we're using Bridgerton as an example, like the most of the first four or five episodes are establishing how restrained and repressed and frustrated. They are so that, you know, when you get to the end and it's all like, Woo-hoo! Yeah. you know, the, the payoff makes, it makes a payoff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. Um, they were just so young.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not all families sold their, their daughters off that young, but a lot of arrangements were made relative when a, a young woman was, or a woman was relatively young. So, you know, lock it down you know contracts were signed dowries were a thing and you know depending on who she was going to marry if he was penniless he was still acceptable if he had a title if he was penniless and she brought a big dowry and he could give her you know a title then go for it legitimize your money
2: that that's how rich americans went over and uh, you know got legitimacy i understand that i do yeah. although i, I mean I it's not
1: that doesn't make it better nothing makes it better but no,
2: uh,
1: you can you can understand what they were trying to go for without approving of what they did you know there's there are reasons that they did what they did and children and not even just girls met boys were commodities too because boys could be sold into you know the, the boys with the titles could be sold into marriage to this young woman they didn't want it necessarily either you know
2: yeah and now th- this was a romance novel style Story, See, it's going to so. be. Yeah, the, it's and the be, girls did want to. They uh, did want
1: to. Yeah, it's a little well, different. Yeah,
2: but not with this one. I want with that one. But that one, wants <laughs> this guy. And that guy over there is <laughs> lit.
1: Well, and there was good well,
2: fun. I guess
1: uh, regency. The regency period was a little bit different, though. Things kind of relaxed a little bit there for a while because that was also a period. I don't care what TV shows you, because TV has a tendency to do this wrong. Corsets were not a thing in the regency period. So when they show women wearing the corsets under those loose flowing dresses with the on pure waist, that defeats the whole purpose of wearing that dress. Corsets were really to my knowledge, because I was there was an article that was breaking down like historical accuracy and costuming. Like when they show women on screen with their corsets on with nothing underneath it. They didn't do that.
2: There was a lot of that.
1: Yeah you wore a shift underneath that corset because the corset was not cheap and you couldn't. And you didn't
2: you couldn't want to sweat in
1: it. Yeah. You didn't, you couldn't wash it. You didn't want to sweat, So you wore a shift under it, but for Regency period, if they wore any kind of foundation garment like that, it would have been light and breathable. You could move in it because why would you wear something that's nipping you in when you're wearing an ampere waisted? Right. It doesn't. Yeah. Right. So yeah, corsets. they're very beautiful on screen and we all you know the side of a, a lovely woman in a corset, but,
2: Oh, but course, it wasn't the only thing that was uh, out, out of period. There was a lot of undergarments that were, like, very modern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, there was also a lot more, at least in this story, a lot of... Uh, interactions between the the noble class and um, other classes that I don't know if that was accurate or if it was just important to the story, but it was, it was interesting. The, the Duke that you have your mute on. Did I do that? Somebody else do
1: that? No, I did that. I was coughing and I thought I needed it, but I didn't. Okay. Um, for a period romance novel, yeah, that mixing is, is really important because there's usually love across, you know, boundaries <laughs> and divides. You have to
2: have and, you know. Characters to move story around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, you're also, you do to a certain they would have to a certain extent interacted with the people within their house. You know, it wasn't necessarily, you know. Well, I
2: understand. I understand you have to talk to the help. But they but, made like, friends to certain, The main character, you know, the Duke, had a. A close friend who was a boxer, like a professional boxer.
1: Oh, um, I see so. I saying. guess
2: he was like in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And so I guess maybe it was okay to have them around because they were kind of like, you know, entertainment stars.
1: Did they have professional boxing back then?
2: Well, they did in this story. I <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I know boxing was a thing in this case before mm-hmm. Queensbury rules, which is to say, they didn't have any boxing gloves or anything. They were just punch two guys just- punched in the living hell out of each other.
0: Where I come from, that's a fight.
1: <laughs> it's just a fight. That's <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, we'll put money down still, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, basically it, it bare knuckles boxing. I don't know. Yep. Yes. Well, I think it also probably. I wouldn't place any. I, I could I could believe that men would more easily have friendships across those lines than women might, simply because men had a greater access to, you know, certain elements. Men could easily, you know, it didn't matter what class you were, you'd go to a low-class tavern, meet people and make friends, you know, or enemies. So they had access that women didn't have. So that, I could believe that men could have, you know, cross-class friendships, but... For women, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that was uh,
2: reflected in the show as well. Uh, it was it was the men going out and uh, meeting, you know, uh, other classes of, of people to hang out with. Mingling. Um, you know, meeting uh, your favorite actress <laughs> and uh, opera singer. Actress. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, you know, a lot of this and that. <laughs> so it made the show interesting. You
1: know. yeah <laughs> well maybe i'll give it a watch when i get through the stack of things that i'm trying. there so much to, there are so many shows to watch i know too much. I... too much too much uh,
0: we're currently watching because we have like a backlog too but we ran across it again um it's literally swiss family robinson in space it's lost in space lost the in new space. version the of new it one? well the new yeah the new Newer. one the yeah. newish one yeah, not the movie, which was uh, which was weird in its own right, and not the like the '60s kid TV show that my father-in-law still thinks is king of all of it. Uh, you
1: know, it's but, the new Netflix thing, right? It yeah. came out a few years ago,
0: and it feels like yeah, it came out like almost like eight years, like five six was years it really? ago. Yeah, it's old, like in, in comparison to TV <laughs> it's, terms now. It's ancient, but the the quality that's they're they're putting out the CGI and the, and all of the. It feels like it's Expanse quality props. And the storyline is really good. I mean, you still have, like, those ships must be made out of, like, the most durable crap in the entire universe. (laughs) However, with that said, they kind of make up for it saying that the whole ship was built on redundancies of redundancies on purpose because they were going to be housing civilians and they wanted to make sure that idiots could run them, you know, or 12-year-olds could push the buttons. So... (laughs) Because it's family. They're, they're family ships. Literally, it's like, it, it feels like it's almost like the Oregon Trail in space, too, because everyone's oh wagons no, are these Oh, you have
1: died of dysentery.
0: No, you've died of alien dysentery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you've died from a dysentery on another planet. <laughs> a foreign dysentery. But You have um, contacted
2: contact space herpes. <laughs> yes. Oh, there are some of that, too.
1: Ah.
0: but uh the show is great i've been uh the last i guess i think there's only three scene anyway but the last season only came out not a year ago yeah but i guess but you can definitely tell they have to keep doing like every season's like seven months later or a year and a half later because the kids are getting older yeah so they (laughs) got to keep it fitting with the kids because the first episode like the kids are like this tall and now they're like Pre, they're like teenagers. And That's like,
1: what's happening with Stranger Things. Yeah, they just
0: <laughs> basically it was the Stranger Things issue. Yeah. But they at least allowed enough time in between for it to make sense. And all I'm thinking of is like, did they pack enough of these spacesuits in different sizes? Or is this like. The special stretchy stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's like the main bits. That, like the hard gear, obviously, makes sense. It can be the same size because it's the same. They are just using the same bits because it looked clunky on the kit at first. But the 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 it's the neoprene like uh, vac suit part under it. I'm just like, I guess they have like 13 different sizes lined up in a closet somewhere for them. Because
1: <laughs> you're I thinking
0: don't. too much. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're pitching <you're laughs> it on. I think
0: about these kind of things. This is what I do in a story. I'm like.
1: Where are they putting all these suits? <laughs> um, Via Sci-Fi asked uh, about Prey on Hulu. Um, have y'all heard about that yet? Prey? Uh, yes. I've heard
2: about it, but I haven't it's seen it. it.
1: I want to see it. I probably, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say whether it falls into any kind of steampunk. But I have heard it is as well. Judging I've heard it's absolutely by the
0: storyline.
1: It's seventh. It's eighteenth century. Yes, yeah. It's
0: And it's and it's a Native American. Native American, version. and it's all in the
1: Comanche language. The whole thing is in the Comanche language. And Which Amber, is
0: going to be great. Yeah,
1: and Amber um, Mid is the star, and I I've seen her in a bunch of stuff already. She's wonderful. Um, but I will. There's also the warning that there is a subset of people online who are not pleased with the movie. Of course, and are throwing around the, the, the mary sue qualifier on the main character which by all accounts she is not she they, they actually go into how she's being trained and how she learns all the things she's just not magically proficient in i fighting mean if you really want
0: to go to it the original mary sue happens to be ripley because she was not trained in half the crap she pulled off she was just a tough nugget and it made it wonderful and but sarah connor the, sarah yeah.
1: connor killed the terminator
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, I think what it is is that there was a lot, a lot of struggle. I think you have to have a lot of struggle to not look like Mary Sue. That's kind of like the problem with the Star Wars franchise when it came in with with, with the Luke. Was the
1: Mary Sue? Luke no, was a um, Mary Sue. Come on. The other girl,
0: <laughs> the, the girl uh, Ray. Uh, oh Ray. She basically like, oh, you can do that with the force. I didn't know that. Hey, look, I can do that now.
1: I, yeah, the accusation I mean, gets thrown around way too I much though, and it's usually meant to denigrate the female characters who are leading yeah, movies. Yeah, honestly,
0: I don't feel that that exactly. I mean there there are, there are there are moments where that has happened in the books and story other storylines and whatnot because you know it's like a mathematical equation. Sometimes it just clicks, um, and if you're really good at it, or yeah. if you have you know there there's reasons for storyline bits that will, that could force that forward if you were to bring it up. I think yeah. that's the other problem too. Is if you had Force ghosts talking her about talking to her every now and then more, just have like little whispers going on, it would make sense. Like you have this whole like group of dead, you, you know, dead Jedi kind of just sit there going. Do it this way, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think that'd be a great addition as like a special that you could like turn on and have like all you know all the ghost, force ghosts in the background yelling at her. And then sometimes they'll get through. It'd be like the movie, it's like the TV show Ghost. It's just like it'd be great. Like
1: we <laughs> <laughs> no. got through. Yes. Okay. Well, I, so... think,
0: I think no matter what you do,
2: somebody on the internet is just going to yeah. whine and about it, and you just gotta, you know.
1: This one involved a, a slur against Native American women Ooh. though. The the, mm-hmm. the the one that people well, that, does, yeah.
2: that basically invalidates their argument entirely. You lost the game.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it was it was real bad, but I everybody outside of those guys, that the Gamergate contingent apparently it's it's doing real well. A lot of people really enjoy it. They're all the freaking out over her performance. Of so. Predator
0: shows like Predators, the one where they got they they took a bunch of people and brought them back to a planet. I have seen the really very good. first one,
1: and that is That's so. It
0: don't watch any of the Alien versus. Predator I think Lons I may have
1: seen one of those. Actually, I think my ex husband may have maybe watched
0: one. Fun. They're just fun to watch. <laughs> Suspend all belief. Yeah, but... they're not good. No,
1: they're <laughs> fun. So like they're like Freddy versus Jason kind of the
0: whole idea of like the game Right. And not even very look closely to the game. It's what? Just...
2: Okay. <laughs> So I understood that that prey was like an entirely, the entire cast is Native Mm -hmm. American actors. Yep. And so I'm presuming because I haven't seen it
1: largely, yeah. There's
2: no, there's no uh, colonials. There's no white people. Um, which, which suggests to me, and maybe I'm maybe I'm jumping jumping to conclusions here, but that would make it not likely steampunk.
1: No, I don't think it. I'm presuming
2: them. that this is like,
1: except for the fact that the Native
2: American culture that has not been
1: industrialized,
2: d- n- right? That the the white <inaudible> European French. civilization hasn't touched. Um, oh, French traders.
1: Yeah. Oh, the French traders are in there. Okay, oh, I wasn't so they might sure. Get right. Every
2: now and then, so, yeah, I was. I was
0: making assumptions. Well. Um,
1: yeah, it's it's pretty early. It comes on. It or it takes place pretty early in the history. So yeah, I
0: I do know that there's they're leading up to a prequel. It seems like um, because there's an item that is passed backwards through time. Well, okay, backwards through time because the movies have produced backwards in time. Um, where you had aliens, or, I mean, Predator Two. There is an, a particular uh, item that gets handed to a character. Okay. In the
1: end. Somebody that, mentioned that there's an Easter egg in Prey, yeah. that you don't and have so, to see the other movies, but...
0: Yeah, that that's it's the same item that's passed okay. on to her, because she, you know, obviously we know in the end she survives because she's, you know, freaking badass. <laughs> and that's the only way that predators, you know, will tip their hat to you. And so there's an item that's playing forward, and there's actually a story that goes with that item that's even further back about a pirate. Oh. And I'm really excited that they might be leading up to the pirate one, where this pirate captain, essentially the Jack of the pirate world, where his whole crew like gets pissed off at him and tries to like mutiny him again, mutinies him on an island with the Predator. And the predator comes to hunt him, and like they beat the overlooking crap-, crap out of each other. And then suddenly, like the ship comes back, and they make like a, a truce to take out, like take the ship back. And then they'll finish this later. And at the end of it, the predator's just like, nah man, I salute you. Have this, or or you know, like I'll, I'll give you a thing." And the pirate hands him a thing, or he dies in the midst of doing this and hands the and hands the predator a thing. I don't remember. I've never I've never read the thing. I just know this exists as a story. <laughs> and it's a i want to watch it on a show on tv because predators with pirates just makes my life so happy and just thinking about this and uh so i'm really looking forward to that seems to be if it's an easter egg popping up now we're at this time period we got to go back a couple like another hundred years i think it was like seventy something or something like that for when the the, the item was brought forth because this um, takes
1: place um in the 300 years it says Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're
0: we're, we're in that time period where we're where the that item is relatively new. Well, maybe not new, it's like it's still a collector's item at this point, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. I really enjoy most of the Predator movies just for the fact that the the tension of those movies is usually well done, even if it's put forth with Debbie, Glo- Danny Glover in freaking Los Angeles, it's still the tension is still there. And uh I mean once you get past the coke <laughs> Yeah, that's a Yeah, also when you consider how old days.
1: he was when he said that line and what lethal weapon you know how old he was, right? Still in his 40s. He was in 40s. Yeah. And now he's like how much older? Yeah. <laughs> he's like in his 70s and he's like
0: ah, still saying this line.
1: Yep. Well, I'm going to watch it and I'm actually, maybe I am actually may manage to have watched it. <laughs> is it on Hulu? Yeah, it's on Hulu and people okay, are just we got
0: Hulu right now Really because, losing their minds uh, over it, so. But the, the Orville has been fantastic.
2: I'm um, going to have to wait because Sandman is
0: Oh.
2: It was so I watched the first episode last night. Ah, uh, it was
0: it was amazing.
1: I really We're going to be it.
0: watching it shortly. It's just I don't think yeah. it's a completely appropriate for a 9-year-old. No. Planet. That's kind of what we figured. No. And so we're like,
1: yeah, we're just going to just watch Lost in Space and finish mm. that out. It was excellent, though, because I remember when I was a teenager, I remember when the comic books came out because my brother was a com- is a comic book nerd. And I remember him busting into my room like, Lizzie, Lizzie, look, look at this. and He would bring him in and show <laughs> oh. him to me. Yeah. So like the crow and Sandman and all of those. Yeah. My brother would come in. I never actually read Sandman. My brother would come in and tell me about the new story because he'd be so excited.
0: Is that the same universe as the Guardians? The, like uh, the movie and the book series. What Sandman? Well, yeah, because
1: Sandman's DC. Well, okay, so circles that around that's DC. What's
0: going with okay, because there's yeah. like a loose one, obviously based off of Vertigo. The,
1: yeah, it was the a... original
0: like Sandman idea and the darkness and whatnot. Because uh, the, Sand... the movie, the Guardians that was for kids.
1: That yeah. Came out, oh like, yeah. Yeah. There's a book
0: it... series that goes with that too.
1: Yeah, because remember, Sandman kind of circled also around Swamp Thing and constant that Hell I will laser admit that kind of I do thing.
0: not know that much about the DC universe side of things, other than like Const- I said, I know
1: because of my brother. Because so. I don't so think you don't
2: need to, like you it, don't. Neil Gaiman has his own.
1: Yeah, yeah this is in,
2: universe. Yeah. DC can block can sort of bleed into it, but Gaiman doesn't really. Uh, he doesn't try to lean on DC. He's got his yeah. own thing going on. This is yeah. yeah this is
1: definitely pulled back from the DC universe. Okay. But, by, but also because the fact that the Constantine, the Constantine that is in the show, it's not John Constantine. It's okay. It's an, it's it, it's Joanna, his ancestor. They oh. took his ancestor Joanna and they took John Constantine and they merged and they made Joanna Constant is the character that you're going to see in the show. And it's uh, Jenna Coleman plays plays her for so. an who. How and does also that, played Victoria.
0: So it is actually those two characters put together, or it's just it's, that, yeah, it's,
1: it's a it's a, it's a melded character. Yeah, okay. So she's okay. Joanna. So it's, Com- it's supposed Joanna to be kind of both of
0: them at once. All right.
1: Okay. Yeah, but yeah, so it's yeah, they took and she's she's excellent. She's good. It's Demius I mean, Jenna Coleman. I like her in inning, but yeah, it was the whole thing.
0: It's gonna make me want to just go back and rewatch Constantine now. I know. It oh is.
1: yeah, I rewatched that a few months ago. The show or the movie?
0: The movie with the movie.
1: Uh, is there a show? The Matt Ryan show that was on NBC. It ran for one season, 13 episodes, or 10 or 13 episodes. Well, and that's how Matt Ryan's Constantine ended up on Legends of Tomorrow. His show got canceled on NBC, and so he got sucked into an episode of The Arrow. And everybody was so excited to see him that they ended up bringing him into Legends of Tomorrow as a semi-regular cast
0: member. Huh. See, yeah. I've not watched Arrow yet. So I'm a little behind. He's on that only
1: one. on one episode of Arrow, but it's like they used that as the jump-off point to get him into okay. Legends. Yeah. I, have,
2: I haven't watched that.
1: The show, it's it was so good. I was so just. Upset.
2: Of the pictures, he's way more appropriate than Keanu Reeves.
0: <laughs> I mean, I love Keanu, but I didn't
1: like that. I didn't. Yeah, no. The Matt Ryan show was just. Okay, it was well, so
0: good. <laughs> my version of Constantine in my head is apparently that you know is, is messed up because of Keanu Reeves playing it but and that's watch the, what's going to be my main idea of, Kean, of, of Constantine is going re- to be kind of read the comic. Something. Get back to the comic.
1: Yeah, watch the, watch the, 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 the show that was on NBC. Like I said, the, the original Matt Ryan show, I can't remember. It was 10 or 13 episodes. It's really okay. good. I can't. And I also don't remember what service I watched it on. It may have been, I don't know if it was Hulu or Netflix, but it's on one of them. So okay. yeah, highly recommend, but yeah, no Sandman. I, I really liked it. I thought it was, oh. it was really well done. So
2: I've yeah. only seen one episode. that I- Totally, like I could tell, it's going to be hard to just watch one episode at a time. Oh
1: no, I plowed through it because um, oh, no. I forgot until Friday afternoon, so I plowed through it uh, Friday oh, afternoon, and Saturday.
2: Then it'll be over, and I'll, I'll be I'll be sad. I'll hate myself. <laughs> uh, I don't All know. right, well,
1: we are over time.
2: I know. I, I want to uh, just real quick here uh, hit the calendar because we have a couple of really good things coming up. Delta H Con in Houston is next not this coming weekend, but the weekend after the 19th Uh through 21st. And it looks like they're going to have a really awesome steampunk track. So if you're in the Houston area or you're looking for something to uh, do before uh, school starts up, Delta H con looks like it's going to be awesome. Um, And then at the end of the month, big river steampunk festival uh, up in Hannibal, uh, Missouri is coming. If you have the means to do that, those, uh, those two things are, are, are August and uh, very very worthwhile if you're able to do either one of those. Um, fun. We don't uh, usually talk about uh, upcoming calendar events on the regular, but we probably should.
1: Probably should. Now, now, that, they're now, back. That,
2: now that things are happening again. <laughs> yeah. uh, back in the day, them. like half our show was just like, here's all the stuff that's happening. And, you know, for the last three it, Two and a half years, we're like nothing, nothing happening. Nope. Yeah. Stay home.
1: <laughs> oh, and Rita pointed out this weekend is the steampunk is a steampunk November volunteer weekend. If you're in the area up here and you, you can get oh. out there and help. Sweet.
2: That is a great way to like you know meet and connect with other steampunks that are going to be at steampunk November ahead of time. You know, make plans to get together and and uh, make friends early. That that's cool if you can do that. Okay. So, uh, it's time to thank our patrons for keeping the lights on. Uh, The show has been brought to you in part by FairTreasures.com, which has a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for Renaissance fairs and steampunk wear. Uh, Also, one-of-a-kind jewelry and alchemy jewelry imported from England. You can shop FairTreasures at www.fair.com or on Etsy. Uh, we'd also like to thank uh, Jenny and Ryan Shaver and Rita and Lawrence Allen who have been listening and commenting tonight we appreciate you both for uh, helping on uh, Patreon if you'd like to join Patreon, look us up Texas Steampunk Connection we'd be very very uh, thankful to, to have your, your addition uh, you can find us on, Texas, uh, on Facebook <laughs> at Texas Steampunk Connection if you're not here now uh, you can email us at Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail.com if you have some insights you'd like to send us a message that's more than just a comment. Um, Texas Steampunk is our podcast. If you're not you know, watching us live or you'd rather watch us on a podcast, it's the same show. Uh, this will be going up by Friday. Uh, we're also on Twitter at TX Steam Connect 1. And YouTube and Rumble through the Steam Chest subscription box that Jack manages, uh, which is an excellent subscription box if you'd like to get uh, Steam Punk stuff
0: every what every quarter. <laughs> At this moment in time, it's it, we're, we're shooting for every quarter. Shipping has been so weird, but uh, thank you for your contribution. I wanted to I wanted to uh, I was going to talk about that a little bit for people, but I don't think I'll leave the box.
2: And our music is brought to you by Zapsplat.com. Facebook hates Zapsplat and (laughs) takes our show down every time we uh, We post. Yeah. It
0: is so Zapsplat.com. Just get that out there. (laughs) Our music is from Zapsplat. Don't take it down. (laughs) Don't take us down for five minutes or five hours or five days or however long it was.
1: Anyone want to place any bets before we log off? Uh,
2: (laughs) I'm going to say it's going to come to me. Jack, in case you didn't know, they took us down again. Last yeah. episode,
1: yeah, Her, it's Her. happened twice so far. Yeah, a year And suddenly,
2: they they bring us right back up when I complain, but it's a more a matter of do I notice?
0: But anyway, Just need to post a picture of Dirty Harry doing the whole like coffee thing. I came back here to complain.
2: <laughs> we Want to thank everybody for joining us tonight and uh, participating in our conversation. Uh, We will be back in two weeks On Tuesday at 8pm Anything else you want to add? Find your gauges Find your your (laughs) gauges